0: Where does Oklahoma State stand compared to the rest of the Big 12 when you look at positional groups? I'm Matt Jordan. Welcome into the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Today I'm going to be taking a look at the breakdown, the rankings of every position group. Special teams, defensive line, linebackers, cornerbacks, offensive line, running backs, wide receivers, and quarterbacks. And over uh, on the website, heartlandcollegesports.com, Brian Clinton has taken the time and it put a lot of effort into this, into setting down and breaking down who's returning, who is newcomers, who are going to make the biggest impact, and how that is going to affect the Big 12. And we're going to take a look at his rankings today for each of those uh, position groups and special teams that I just mentioned and see where he kind of has everyone and specifically taking a look at where he thinks Oklahoma State is. And and then I'll talk a little bit about how I think these rankings reflect on what the season will look like and some of the other things that go into it as well. So starting out with special teams unit, he has Texas at 1, TCU 2, Cincy at 3, UCF at 4, K-State at 5, OU 6, Texas Tech 7, BYU 8, Oklahoma State 9, Kansas 10, Houston 11, Iowa State 12, Baylor, and West Virginia rounded out at 13 and 14. So Oklahoma State sets at 9. Alex Hill is the projected kicker for uh, the Cowboys. And then West Paul is the punt returner, projected punt returner. And then taking care of most of the kick and punt return duties will be Brennan Presley. So uh, Oklahoma State... Uh, does replace both its kicker and punter from a season ago, probably why they're so low on this list. Tanner Brown and Tom Hutton are both gone. Uh, Alex Hale was uh, 16-20, 35-36 P.O.T. takes over after serving as a starter in 2020, while Wes Paul transfers in from Western Kentucky but brings virtually no experience into 2023. Jaden Nixon, 27.5 average uh, returns is one of the best return men in the league, as does Brennan Presley, seven point nine as a punt returner. So, uh, it'd be interesting to see how you know special teams is important. Uh, what is Alex Hale going to look like? Uh, he wasn't terrible, just didn't have quite a leg on him when he was uh, the starter back in twenty twenty. Was fine on PATs, and honestly, as long as you can be a serviceable kicker. For the most part, you're going to be fine. Didn't get a lot of attempts. 20 field goals in a year is is not a lot, but it's it's a still a good-sized chunk. But only his career-long of 44. So we'll see how uh, this plays in uh, to uh, Oklahoma State for this season and, and their special teams outlook. So next up, we'll talk about uh, defensive lines, and here it goes. Cincinnati 1, Texas 2, OU 3, Tech 4. UCF 5, Houston 6, 7 is K State, 8 BYU, 9 Baylor, 10 TCU, 11. 11- Iowa State, 12 Oklahoma State, and then West Virginia and Kansas rounded out. So not a good look for the Cowboys all the way down at number 12. And uh, not surprising, to be honest. They lost a bit from last season, both to the draft and in the transfer portal. It looks like it'll be Anthony Goodlow, Justin Kirkland, and Xavier Ross holding it down, plus a completely new-look defense for the Cowboys, with uh, uh, Brian Nardo coming in. So it's going to be a different look for, for Oklahoma State in 2023. And, and like I mentioned, the change in coordinator with Nardo and the defensive line um, is probably Oklahoma State's biggest weakness on defense. Uh, the best defensive lineman for Oklahoma State a year ago was Colin Oliver, but uh, he is now a linebacker in the new system. Colin Clay and Xavier Ross returned some experience for Oklahoma State. But the incoming transfers are the key this season. Justin Kirkland from Utah State is 6'4", 350, and uh, has a good frame for the interior. Uh, And then uh, Iman Oates, a JUCO uh, kid coming in, and then Anthony Goodlow from Tulsa will have to be impact players for Oklahoma State. So, so far, not too good to start out for the Cowboys, which is why a lot of people have them as like the ninth best team. Uh, But things do look better for the Cowboys, especially when you look at the linebacker spot. Here are Brian's linebacker rankings for uh, the Big 12. He's got Texas at 1, TCU at 2, Oklahoma State at 3, their highest of any of their rankings. OU at 4, Baylor at 5, K-State at 6, UCF 7, Iowa State 8, BYU 9, Cincy at 10, West Virginia 11, Tech 12, And then Kansas and Houston rounded out at 13 and 14. So linebackers are the strongest unit for the Cowboys heading into this season. And uh, when you look at what they have, uh, again I mentioned Colin Oliver moving to that uh, kind of outside linebacker role. Then they have uh, Xavier Benson, Justin Wright, and Kendall Daniels. Um, Brian says that three teams had an argument for the top spot at linebacker. Oklahoma State was the final team on that list. Uh, You've got As I mentioned, Colin Oliver uh, moving to that outside linebacker. This unit is arguably as strong as there is out there. Uh, Xavier Benson leads all returners in tackles at 76, followed closely by Kendall Daniels, who had a breakout year for the Pokes in 2022. Justin Wright comes in after 101 tackles and 10.5 tackles for loss for Tulsa last season. And uh, it looks like... uh, Oklahoma State strong at that linebacker spot. And and truly when you look at it, and this is why I think it's a little unfair uh, comparing these two units, uh, because those outside linebackers like Colin Oliver, sure they're part of the linebacker group, but they're going to be wrecking havoc on quarterbacks more so than they are going to be playing that linebacker spot. So when you couple that in with what you think Oklahoma State lacks on the defensive line, it's a little bit closer than where he has them at uh, twelve, because of of that linebacker experience that you're going to have, because those two guys on the outside are going to be causing havoc as much as a offensive or defensive lineman, just even though they're playing from the linebacker spot. So uh, twelve is a little low when you factor that in. But I, I know what he's doing, and I understand what he's doing. I'm just saying, argument's sake. They could probably be a little bit higher uh, than than twelve when you when you add that in um, because you know the defensive units all feed off each other and and definitely uh, affect some of that ranking. Looking at uh, defensive backs, this is corners and safeties together. So TCU one, Texas two, OU three, Kansas four, Iowa State five, Tech. 6, Baylor 7, Oklahoma State at 8, then K State, Cincy at 9 and 10, UCF, West Virginia, BYU, and Houston round out 11 through 14. So looking at Oklahoma State, they've got Kendall Daniels, Cam Smith, Corey Black, Lyric Rawls, and Trey Rucker. Oklahoma State's defense took a tumble in 2022 compared to 2021 uh, when they were one of the best when they were one of the best defenses in the nation. Uh, But there are some bright spots. One of those was the emergence of Kendall Daniels, who might just be one of the most underrated players in the league. With Daniels now at Rover, Trey Tucker will have to step up at safety. Lyric Rawls flashed in the bowl game against Wisconsin and should be a mainstay this season. Corey Black gives the pokes an experienced starter at corner while Cam Smith offers upside at the other corner position. There's more experience in this group in 2023, and they should prove on how bad last year's numbers were, and you know where to go but up when you look at how bad the defense was last year. is a big part of why the team struggled and why they were 7-6. and six. So when you look at the defense as a whole, you've got the 12th place defensive line, which honestly, in my opinion, when you couple in the linebackers, should be a little higher. You've got the 3rd best linebacker group and the 8th best corner safety group. So looking at that, Oklahoma's defense should be middle of the road, uh, which is kind of what I expect. What's going to be interesting to go along with this, because this lists these lists don't factor in coaching at all, is what will the difference and the change at coordinator look like for Oklahoma State? Obviously, there's been a lot going on with the Cowboys as far as the ups and downs uh, and changes of defensive coordinators uh, in in their history, especially with Mike Gundy as as the head coach, but that team in 2021, which saw their coordinator get poached to uh, Ohio State, uh, was so good, and it kind of set the bar. And you look at the 2011 team, which wasn't very good defensively, but they could force turnovers. So you don't, you got to be bend don't break in the Big 12. You got to be able to force turnovers. And if this defense can do this, Oklahoma State can compete uh, in the Big 12. When you look at uh, the defense as a whole. Nardo switching over to the Big 12, coming from Division Three. when you look at how tough it is to coach in the Big 12 defensively, because these teams are running 100-plus plays a game on the offensive side of things, so you have to be able to keep up with that pace, and that's why scores look the way they do in the Big 12. So it'll be interesting to see how he transitions, how the rest of these the team transitions, a lot of change happen to the defense, some for the better uh, because of how bad last year's defense was. Alright, let's switch over to the offensive side of things and start with the uh, Hogmollies up front, the offensive linemen. K-State is at 1, Texas at 2, West Virginia at 3, OU at 4, KU at 5, BYU 6, Tech at 7, TCU at 8, UCF at 9, Houston at 10, OSU 11, Iowa State, Baylor, Cincy finish out twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 14. When you look at Oklahoma State, last season was not good for them. They were plagued with injuries along the offensive line. Eight different people, eight different guys started games throughout the season for Oklahoma State. Uh, They returned six of those guys who started games. Um, You've got Dalton Cooper, Jason Brooks, uh, Joe Mikulski, Preston Wilson, and Jake Springfield. Um, So looking at the unit... That wasn't good last year. Uh, running the football yards per game, they were almost a hundredth uh, last year when it came to that. So the offense was not good, and that starts with the offensive line. So if they can stay healthy, look for that unit to improve. But it has been an issue at, at, for the Cowboys for a number of years, and 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 it and it, it is the one of the most important. It's the battle of the trenches. Oklahoma State's offensive defensive lines are bottom four. And that's not good for Oklahoma State. Now, that's preseason and heading into it, but it is all about battle of the trenches, and those two teams, according to Brian, or those two units, according to Brian, are bottom four, 11 and 12, for the defensive line and the offensive line. So we'll see, with uh, a new quarterback to the system with some senior leadership, that's better than having a freshman back there, we'll see what that will look like for the Cowboys, and uh, uh, one of the units that hopes that the offensive line is pretty good, that is the running back unit. Here are the top, uh, or here are the lists for running backs. You have Texas at one, OU at two, KU at three, Baylor at four. Again, these are not my list, so if you have a problem, I, I know a lot of people on Twitter had a problem with Brian's running back list. Um, I didn't. I thought it was fine. Uh, but don't come after me. Come after, Go after Brian. Um, over at Heartland College Sports, their Twitter page. Go after them. Uh, K-State at 5, West Virginia 6, BYU 7, OSU at 8, UCF 9, TCU 10, Texas Tech, Iowa State, Houston, and Cincy round out the bottom four at 11 through 14. So I am I am more than okay with um, who Brian has, where Brian has, not who, but where, where Brian has us, us in Oklahoma State ranked. Uh, it looks like it'll be a, a mix of Ollie Gordon, Jaden Nixon, and Elijah Collins. So, um, we'll see. Now, a lot of people are convinced that Ollie Gordon could be the next great running back that come through the program. Uh, and if he is, then, then uh, Oklahoma State's going to be set. But in 2022, he had uh, 308 yards, 5 yards per carry average, just 2 scores on 62 carries. And uh, so, you know, not a lot, but and five yards per carry is is great to ask. Kind of looking at a similar thing from Elijah Collins, who didn't have a lot of work the last couple of years but had a really good yards per carry average. And then um, if you look at the depth chart right now, Jaden Nixon is listed as the... uh, the number one back on the depth chart so um, if someone steps in and emerges as the guy or if they're all three really good and you just have a host of backs and it's just the defense never knows which guy is going to be the guy on any given night. Depth is important uh, especially when all three guys are, are good um, but they did just average 125 yards per game on the ground as a as a team rushing the football which was ninth in the Big 12 and that won't cut it and the offensive line is not very good So these guys are going to have to be good if or the offensive line is going to have to be better if you want to be ranked higher in this grouping of players uh, or in this grouping of of units or if you want to find success. Uh, The run game was so important to that 2021 team and it just did not have it last year. When you were one-dimensional in the Big 12, you are not going to be good. Wide receivers. Texas sits at one. Uh, Tech at 2, Kansas at 3, TCU 4, UCF 5, Oklahoma State is at 6, OU at 7, BYU 8, Houston 9, Baylor 10, K-State 11, Iowa State, West Virginia, Cincy at 12, 13, and 14. Oklahoma State lost a lot at the wide receiver position. Um, And you could certainly argue that they should be lower on the list, considering it lost five of its top six pass catchers from last season. That's 156 receptions, 2,166 yards, and 14 touchdowns left the team. But Brendan Brendan Presley, who was a third-team All-Big 12 guy, is back, which is big. Uh, He leads all returning Big 12 wideouts at 113 yards uh, last season. And then you've got the Washington State transfer in Deshaun Stribling, who I am very excited about. And think that could be the best wide receiver on the team, if not one of the best wide receivers in the Big Twelve. He's just consistent. He's a consistent guy over the middle. He's gonna get you. He's gonna get you five, five catches a game. He's gonna score you a touchdown most games. He's gonna get you the yards. He is a consistent guy. Uh, you add in Blaine Green, and then the tight end Josiah Johnson, and and then you've got some other additions as well. Arlen Bruce from Iowa, uh, Leon Johnson coming from Division Three. So there's some new blood as well, which you had to um, had to you know had to add because you lost so much. Uh, Taylan Shetron um, was was redshirt last year. Jo- Josiah Johnson from UMass uh, takes over, like I mentioned, as the tight end. So there's some experience coming. There's some new talent coming, and we'll see how that mixes with Alan Bowman as the new quarterback and what this unit will look like. But you've got to get the run game going to go with this, or otherwise it won't matter and you won't be good in the Big 12. All right, last group of players, and that is the quarterbacks. I do not have high expectations for where they're going to be on this list because there's a lot of unknowns. OU at 1, KU at 2, Texas at 3, K-State 4, UCF 5, Tech six, Baylor seven, TCU eight, BYU nine, Iowa State ten, OSU eleven, Cincy twelve, Houston thirteen, West Virginia fourteen. So Oklahoma State with their projected starter, Valen Bowman, the backup Garrett Wrangell and then Oklahoma State's quarterback situation is might be the biggest question on the team for the first time in several years. Uh, Spencer Sanders out of the picture, but he wishes he wouldn't have left, though. Let's talk about that for a second. Sanders looking like the third-string quarterback on Ole Miss. Rumors of him trying to graduate his summer classes and graduate from Ole Miss this summer so he can be considered a grad transfer and he can leave Ole Miss this year without ever playing a snap for him because he transferred to a school that wants to use him as a third-string quarterback. Imagine that as a fifth-year, 6th whatever he is, sixth-year senior. Uh, Could have stayed at Oklahoma State and would have been a starter. Fans might not have liked it that much, but he he would have been the starter. So, uh, as I mentioned, Alan Bowman takes over, and he's probably the starter. I like Bowman's numbers. 67% completion percentage. He has 5,329 yards, 34 touchdowns, 18 interceptions in two years as a freshman and sophomore at, at Texas Tech. That's, that's a lot of experience at a young age. He set for his junior and se- senior season at Michigan at, for a really good program that saw some success those two seasons with some other talent around him. I just don't think he fit the Harbaugh system, and that's why he didn't play much. And not to mention the guy they had is pretty good. But I like Bowman. And yes, they sit at 11 right now, but if Oklahoma State doesn't have one of the top five quarterbacks in the Big 12 this year, I will be shocked. That's how much I believe in Alan Bowman. I like what he can do. I hope that Mike Gundy and Casey Dunn can use him properly because I think he could be perfect as a one-off guy to surprise some people, and he's going to have to if Oklahoma State wants to be good this season. And I think he can't. I think he can. I'm a big believer in Alan Bowman, uh, Garrett Rengel, the other guy, 711 yards, four touchdowns, five picks. Him and the the Gundy kid were not good last year. Uh, big reason why the the offense struggled uh, once Spencer Sanders got hurt. They just they just look lost out there sometimes. Uh, there's the the video of Gundy with his hands shaking. Not a good look. Uh, so Oklahoma State, it was a rough season last year. And when you when you look at all these these rankings, eleven in quarterbacks, six in wide receivers, um, nine, eight, sorry, eight in running backs, uh, eleven in offensive line, twelve in defensive line, nine in defensive backs, uh, three in linebackers, special teams is low nine and then uh, 11 for, for defensive line, or 12 for defensive line. When you look at all of that, um, it puts Oklahoma State at about 9, which is where a lot of people have them, at 9. But here's the deal. What this doesn't take into into effect, and I've talked about this in other episodes, is Mike Gundy is not bad two years in a row. He has not been bad for two seasons, and yes, 6-7 and seven or 7-6 seven and six is bad. It's not good. It's bad. He has not been bad for two seasons in a row, outside of his first three years here, where he was under five hundred for the only time in his career as a head coach at Oklahoma State. Back to back seven and six seasons, and since then he has not been seven and six in back to back seasons since his first three years in the league. Since then, he'll he'll bounce back with a ten and two year or a nine and three year, and that that is where I think we see Oklahoma State, and that's the ninth, not the ninth best team in the Big Twelve. Oklahoma State, despite what they lack, according to the numbers, the perspective on the outside, is a top-five team in the Big 12. They will be a top-five team in the Big 12. Because the difference is it's not all about how good players appear to be. Because Texas was top-five in just about every one of these categories. Everyone. They've got the guys. From the quarterback to the defensive line— running backs, wide receivers, they have the guys. But I'll bet that they're not as good as people think they are because they haven't lived up to expectations and Mike Gundy is a much better coach than Steve Sarkeesian. Plain and simple end of in the story for me. I bet Oklahoma State is better than Texas this year. They won't have they won't play each other, so we won't know head to head, but I bet they have a better season. And OU is high on a lot of these lists too. And I think they're being overranked K, KU is high on this' on, is high on these lists most of these lists KU is top five and yet for some reason they're bottom bottom nine in the league bottom 10 in the league which is ridiculous ridiculous in my opinion they're a top five team in the big 12. K State's probably the best team in the big 12 KU's close if not right behind them Texas Tech also very good Coaching is a big aspect of this players who you put on the field is also a big aspect. But I think some of these teams that are high on this list of who's going to be good is going to disappoint. I just That's what I think. That's what's going to happen. So that's, that's where I'm at. Oklahoma State uh, doesn't really shock you with many players. Their linebacker crew is the best. Their wide receiver crew is the best on offense. And if their offensive line is better, then that whole offense is going to be good this year. If they can stay healthy and they can prove to be good. They have to be... Just average is what I'm asking for the offensive line. And with the talent, the running back, wide receiver, and what I think we have at quarterback, I think if you have an average offensive line, you're going to be a top-five team in the Big 12. If you want to get a more in-depth look at these rankings and want to see how Ryan kind of broke down the other teams, how he listed, why he thought who belonged where, uh, you can do that over at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Um, you can just find that under the recent articles. You can go to team specific; it'll have all of those articles pulled up for you. Put a lot of work into them, so uh, you know whether you agree with them or not. The man did a lot of effort. I think he what he did. He, we were talking about it, and he like gave each thing a number. And he, you know, if you did this, and you got this many points. If you got this, then this many points. And then he went and compared it to other lists and a lot of information. This wasn't just a biased opinion. A, a biased Look, so you can give it a look over at Heartland College You can give all their writing a look over there. They've got uh, some fantastic writers that cover all things Big 12. Uh, they were at Media Days, some write ups from that, some stuff on Twitter, uh, doing a great job on the website version. Check out the other podcast, too. You know, if you're an Oklahoma State fan who is also a Cincy fan, who is also a UCF fan, who is also a uh, uh, West Virginia fan, Texas fan. Texas Tech fan. They've got podcasts for everyone. They got writings for everyone. So if you if you got buddies who you know unfortunately are OU fans, they've got a podcast for them. You can share it over there and uh, just check out a lot of great stuff at Heartland College Sports, um, both podcast and on the web side of things. Thanks for listening to the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network.